I'm John Torek. And I'm Danny Sullivan. And you're listening to Speaking of Design. Bringing you the stories of the engineers and architects who are transforming the world one project at a time. Today we have more of our interview with Nathan Kudel, the engineer behind the one-of-a-kind design of the Basin Creek Water Treatment Plant. We'd recommend you listen to the full episode first, as this continues our conversation with Nathan and goes into more detail about how the plant works. I come from Rapid City, South Dakota, and there's a school of mines there, South Dakota School of Mines, that's a well-known engineering school in the area. So that's where I went and had a great professor who taught me a lot about environmental engineering and got me really interested in what I currently do. Nathan's been an engineer for more than a decade, designing drinking water treatment plants as well as industrial and wastewater facilities. We asked him how he first became involved with the Basin Creek Project. The city of Butte and the community of Butte Silver Bow has three drinking water sources all remote from each other for quite some distances and all dating back about a hundred years to the mining history days of Butte. What happened though was there were some disinfection byproduct violations in the distribution system that may or may not have been related to that source. As I said, there are three sources of water. So it may not have even been that water, but still the violations on disinfection byproducts caused the local authorities to look at that unfiltered source and just determine that it probably would be better for the health of the community if they went ahead and filtered that source. Nathan explained that disinfection byproducts can occur when you introduce a chemical to remove bacteria and viruses from the water. Disinfection byproducts is what happens when you have organics in the water and then you add chlorine for disinfection, but it has a long time to form things like haleoacetic acids, which are the main disinfection byproducts that Basin Creek had. Getting that under control was a big deal for Butte Silver Bow. The requirement was there to either filter that source or lose the rights to operate a source that they've been using for 100 years years. So the project became to maintain as much of the existing gravity, reliable character of that source as was possible, but at the same time add filtration to it. The existing source was pretty simple. Water from the Basin Creek Reservoir had some chlorine added for disinfection, then gravity carried the water from the high elevation of the reservoir to people's taps in town. Usually uh, invention is born of necessity, and in this case, the fact we wanted to maintain gravity through the whole system, and then as we began selecting equipment, it just started to grow into something very unique. Probably the most unique feature of the facility is the on-demand nature being that when users in the distribution system turn on their sprinklers or require more water, then more water just flows through the filtration plant. And at night when they go to sleep and they use less water, then less water flows through the treatment plant. And so that's kind of unusual for drinking water treatment plants, which usually they select and set a daily flow rate that they plan to produce and they do that regardless of what the distribution system may be consuming. Whereas this one, it just reacts to the distribution system and produces exactly what's needed. The treat-on-demand design had never been done before, which added complexity for the engineering team. It's really 
challenging to operate a facility where the flow rate changes continuously and unpredictably, mainly in the form of chemical dosing, which is usually done based on a flow set point. We usually program chemical dosing pumps to meter a certain dose of chemicals per a certain flow rate that the treatment plant is producing. And we recognized early on that the production of the facility could change at any moment because of the on-demand nature. The challenge was not knowing how much water the plant would need to treat on a given day. Without knowing that, you wouldn't know the right ratio of chemicals that needed to be added to treat the water. Dosing chemicals was a challenge that we had to come up with solutions for which we did by coming up with a concept to put a pump station in the distribution system that looks at the flow rate required by the distribution system and pumps on a variable frequency drive to make up some operator-determined difference. Nathan explained how this effectively allowed the operator to set a daily flow rate, then pump the extra water to parts of the community that are usually serviced by other sources. For instance, if the distribution system was using, say, 2.5 million gallons a day and the operators wanted the plant to run at 4 million gallons a day, the pump station would run on its VFD at 1.5 million gallons a day and the treatment plant would see 4 million gallons a day. But then if the distribution demand suddenly changed to, say, 3 MGD, the pump station would run on its VFD and put out 1 million gallons a day, and the treatment plant would still see that constant 4 MGD. And so by using that pump station, we were able to effectively set the demand or cause the treatment plant to run at a given flow rate and making it easier to dose chemicals. This treat-on-demand design allows the reservoir to serve as a natural storage facility, saving the city the expense of building clear wells and pumping the water to storage. The gravity-powered design meant the facility would need filters that could handle the higher-pressure water, which led to another innovation. Basin Creek is the first plant of its kind in the United States to use ceramic filters. The ceramic membrane has a strong foothold in Japan where the technology originated with over 120 facilities over there. The Japanese have been trying to break into the United States for quite a while. We competitively bid some membranes against each other and that evaluation was based on a 20-year life cycle cost. And since the ceramic membranes were so durable, they were able to offer a 20-year full replacement warranty on the membranes, and that shows very well when you do a 20-year life cycle cost. Basically, they don't need to replace the membranes ever during that 20-year period, and so it makes it pretty easy to see who's got the lowest operational cost. Nathan said he expects to see more ceramic filters used in the U.S. I think that the ceramic membranes offer a lot of benefit over the polymeric that communities who are forward-looking will want to take advantage of in terms of reliability and certainly for challenging waters given the fact that you can be more aggressive with the cleaning on them. They've definitely got a place, and I think we will start seeing more ceramic membrane plants. Beyond durability, the ceramic membranes offer sustainable benefits. 
One of them is the recovery. Uh, something about the ceramic membranes allows them to have a higher recovery, and I think it's because they use a higher pressure and backwash less frequently. So they backwash primarily with high-pressure air, whereas the typical polymerics backwash with a lot of water. And so with the higher recoveries, there's lower wasted water. In fact, the ceramic filters recover 99.95% of raw water, a significant improvement from the 85 to 95% recovered using polymeric membranes. All of those innovations are cool if you're a water engineer, but they're ultimately remarkable because of what they're doing for the community. This facility benefits the citizens of Butte because it provides the lowest cost, best quality drinking water reliably to their homes. It does that because gravity is reliable and free. Also, the water in the Basin Creek Reservoir is pristine high mountain water, so they can take advantage of that through this project. And also, with the new pump station, that water is available to a larger portion of the town than it ever was before. So citizens at higher elevations in Butte can now drink Basin Creek water. With all the firsts associated with the Basin Creek Water Treatment Plant, Nathan admitted to feeling some nerves as they got ready to commission the facility. We wanted to make sure we didn't mess up, and so we had multiple layers of quality control with anyone we could think of who might help us make sure we weren't messing something up. And so I think the proudest moment was when we turned it on and it worked, exactly like we thought it would. We hope you enjoyed this bonus content. Be sure to check out the full episode, as well as our website, hdrinc.com slash speaking of design. Thanks for listening.